Welcome to Pushback, I'm Aaron Maté. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange was supposed to be released this month after serving half of his term for violating bail conditions in Britain. But a British judge recently ruled that Assange must stay behind bars until his next hearing. That's when a British court will weigh whether or not to extradite Assange to the U.S. for charges brought against him under the Espionage Act. Well, to discuss this, I spoke earlier to Christian Hopkinson. He is editor-in-chief of WikiLeaks. I began by asking him his reaction to the judge's ruling that Assange must stay in prison. Well, it came quite as quite a surprise that the judge would uh, decide to, to deny him bail without his lawyers even requesting it. And uh, I think uh, that goes to show what kind of uh, prejudices within the uh, UK justice system when it comes to Julian Assange. And it's not for the first time that judges behave in this biased manner, which is quite outrageous. The judge uh, admitted uh, that he was new to the case, he knew nothing of the case, but decided that uh, without the, the, the lawyers asking for bail, that he wouldn't get a bail, uh, citing his previous violation, and he, that he should uh, remain behind bars until trial uh, on remand after he uh, serves his sentence. Um, this, of course, is totally unacceptable if he has to stay in Belmar's prison, a maximum security prison, until his trial. He has thereby uh, no means of preparing uh, his case. Uh, he has been under circumstances which are really straining. He has been uh, pretty much in, in, in isolation for the entire time he's been there, spending most of 24 hours in his cell with little exercise. Uh, only a few days ago, he actually could get access to papers pertaining to his case, uh, and the lawyers were allowed to uh, bring it to him and leave it there. So this is uh, this is uh, uh, the uh, uh, the British justice system uh, helping out in making it impossible for Julian to uh, prepare his case uh, properly when it comes into the courtrooms at the end of February. When is the last time you saw Julian Assange? Uh, I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this was the third time that I've been inside Belmar since he was uh, arrested in this despicable manner in the spring. Uh, he has uh, had only two social visits per month, uh, so I've, I've seen it three times. He's still in uh, the health ward. Uh, he's uh, in, a, shall we say, a relatively stable condition. But you have to take into account, of course, that he's been uh, indoors and in the embassy for all these years, and it has taken a toll. And uh, but the uh, the real the real damage that's being done here now is the, the fact that you are uh, locking up a, a, a publisher, a, a, an intellectual, a thinker who has always been very keen on following what's going on in the world. He cannot even follow properly what's what's going on in his uh, around his own case which is important. Uh, uh, and can you tell us more about his current physical and mental state? There were some times at recent hearings when his lawyers said that he was too ill to even appear by video conference uh, before the court. Yes, there was a time early in the summer that he was really in a bad state, uh, shortly after or weeks after he was uh, incarcerated in, in, in Belmar's prison. Uh, I, his condition has improved somewhat uh, over the time, uh, and uh, little by little, the uh, the prison uh, has relaxed. Uh, you know the condition he is under, 
But for most of the time until now, which is important to, to note, he has been, according to lawyers who have been serving uh, other inmates in Belmar's prison who are category A, we're talking about terrorists and uh, violent criminals, his conditions inside have been more severe than the condition offered to those prisoners. And looking ahead now, he now faces this trial uh, over whether or not he gets extradited to the U.S. Uh, the Trump administration's Justice Department indicted Assange earlier this year under the Espionage Act, an unprecedented uh, criminal case for a publisher of information. Can you talk to us about what kinds of preparations uh, Assange's legal team is making uh, for this trial? Well, his legal team is led by Gareth Pierce, who's a very experienced lawyer, uh, and uh, there are other uh, uh, very good lawyers in the legal team. Of course, I, I cannot go into details of how they will uh, prepare the case. There is no need to show uh, the opposite, uh, uh, the cards that they are holding. But uh, it is a very uh, difficult case, uh, and, and uh, it's an overwhelming task to prepare for it. Uh, we're talking about 175 years in prison if, uh, if you found guilty and all in, in, in all charges. And, uh, and as you pointed out, this is a, a, a precedent being set here, and uh, it uh, has to be uh, stopped by all means, which I'm not too hopeful for under the current uh, uh, government in, in, in the UK. It seems to be serving the interests of the US uh, uh, all the way. And can you talk about the pressure that is being put on on other people as a part of Assange's case? Because it's not just Assange right now who was locked up. We also have Chelsea Manning, uh, the prominent whistleblower, who is still being imprisoned uh, for refusing to testify to the grand jury in Assange's case. It's absolutely horrible what, what is being done to Chelsea Manning. And she is very brave in, in standing up to the system uh, who is basically deciding to torture her and uh, you know, into into uh, uh, playing along in this uh, this uh, uh, very dark, dark game, uh, an unfair one. And I I would wish that to see more outrage in the U.S. in the way uh, she is being treated. Uh, she has already served her sentence, which was commuted by President Obama. Uh, she has said, you know, I've I've told you everything I I know, and uh, to uh, put her back into prison uh, for denying to testify in front of a secret court, a closed court, is just uh, uh, outrageous. And there are other individuals that are being harassed in, in one way or another. Uh, a young Swede is, 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 uh, is being, uh, uh, was being held in prison and, and now is, is waiting a, a trial in Ecuador. In, uh, uh, an obvious attempt by the Ecuadorian authorities acting on behalf on behalf of the U.S. government. It's obvious who is pulling the strings there to uh, offer some uh, some testimony against Julian Assange, and, and he is guilty of uh, only one thing: just to be the, a friend of Julian. So this is uh, this is uh, the outreach by the Justice Department uh, to other countries, to uh, Ecuador, to uh, the U.K. It's, it's just simply outrageous, and there are people suffering because of that, not just Julian Assange. Ola Benny is the uh, man you're referring to uh, who's faced yeah. that 
case in Ecuador. There's been a real attempt to demonize WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. Um, and many in the U.S. media especially have taken part in it. I'm wondering if you could talk about the evolution of WikiLeaks' relationship with the Western media. For a long time, there seemed to be uh, an atmosphere of cooperation, uh, many prominent outlets publishing the documents that WikiLeaks released. But now you see you know, ongoing uh, attempts to um, basically smear Assange as a Russia conspirator, uh, as a sympathizer with fascists. Uh, I'm wondering if you could talk about your, your impression of how this campaign has evolved and whether you think it's been successful. It has obviously been successful up to a point, uh, and uh, the media in the in the. Uh, I just want to point out one thing uh, that people should actually read the report by Niels Meltzer, the special rapporteur uh, on torture at the United Nations, who, uh, who wrote a, an extremely damaging report, where he said uh, earlier this summer that he had uh, in his 20 years he's never seen an example, a single example of. Uh, of uh, four nations teaming up uh, in basically a mobbing uh, a single individual. So this is not just uh, uh, the, the governments in these countries, it also, and he points out, the media who has taken part in it and, and, the, and journalists have been complicit in this attempt. They have been uh, manipulated all too easily and uh, all too willingly uh, into uh, helping out in this demonization process and it's been Absolutely, uh, I would say disgusting for me as a journalist for 30 years to see how uh, journalism has suffered, and especially after 2016, after the US election, where the uh, liberal media, both in the US and the UK, uh, jumped on this uh, bandwagon in, in, in going after Julian Assange and uh, have thrown away all journalistic principles. And so, in the general term, we've seen, in this case, uh, journalism suffer. Looking ahead to the next hearing that Assange faces, uh, this attempt by the U.S. to extradite him on charges filed under the Espionage Act. We know that Britain uh, is currently ruled by a right-wing government uh, and that its judiciary and top officials have been hostile, to say the least, towards Julian Assange. Despite that, the case that the U.S. is bringing is unprecedented in trying to uh, charge a publisher uh, under the Espionage Act for publishing information. Do you have any assessment of what you think the prospects are of the U.S. succeeding here in getting Assange extradited to the U.S.? Well, part of the problem, uh, which actually Niels Melzer at the United Nations mentioned in his report, uh, that it, when he talked about the bias and the, the basically the mobbing of, of Julian Assange, is that this bias actually seeps into the entire fabrics of society. And, uh, and of course, judges are influenced by this. We, uh, we saw this in, 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 uh, when Julian was arrested, uh, when uh, uh, a judge that had never seen him before made snarky remarks uh, that he was a narcissist and that he should just agree to the extradition and get his and, and haul himself over to the U.S. and get it over with. 
And we saw that in the remarks and the attitude of the judge that uh, sentenced him into almost maximum penalty for breaching bail, which is usually a violation which is closed with a, uh, uh, a fine. Uh, when uh, she walked, and everybody noticed that in the, the courtroom, walked into the uh, courtroom with actually the ruling ready before she heard the mitigating argument of his defense. So it doesn't give you a high hope of, of, of the UK court system in actually uh, treating this case fairly. And, uh, and the other day, just last week, as I mentioned, a new judge comes to the extradition judge and uh, starts the same sort of procedure, decides to not grant him any bail before even the, the, uh, his lawyers had asked for it. This was not supposed to be a bail hearing. This was a, a technical hearing uh, which, which was never supposed to be about bail. So they, it, doesn't, it doesn't really increase your hope that he will get uh, a fairness in the, uh, the, uh, the United Kingdom. And as the Niels Meltzer pointed out in his report and his comments that uh, it was impossible for Julian Assange to get a fair trial in the UK, in the US, in Sweden or in Ecuador. Christian Hoffson, editor-in-chief of WikiLeaks, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.